Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening the cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast. I am your host, Jay Spence the King, and I am coming to you on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping locally and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. What is going on, my people? I got my man JR in the building. My homegirl, Tia Stell. What's up? Cam, Rich Rush, my man Engraven. He going to be in here in a minute, and we're going to talk about some Baltimore Ravens. When I tell y'all, if y'all don't know who my man Engraven is, um, y'all need to go check him out if you're a Baltimore fan or not. He's one of the best content creators. Uh, I'm going to introduce him in a bit, so y'all going y'all gonna to see how he is, man. He's, he's legit. I also got my brother coming in here, Big Mike, uh, representing uh my my crossover crew he's uh again i got a good show today i can't wait for this so listen before i bring my guests in before we get going all that i do want to talk a little bit just about sunday let's get past it let's get over it let's get over it it's a lot of um a lot of anger within bill's mafia and i get it i get it everybody is like yo we going undefeated i didn't say that we're going undefeated it's over we're the best team in the nfl i still think that but listen that's why you play the game every week. That's why there's a season. That's why there's something called home field advantage. And Miami took full advantage of that home field advantage. That's something that happened. We can't, we can't cry over it. I got two guests coming on tonight that can speak to the fact that home field advantage, especially in bigger situations, because this could have been the playoffs. And I don't know if you all remember, we had the Baltimore Ravens come into Buffalo. <laughs> and Justin Tucker, the most accurate kicker in NFL history, Missed not one, but two in one game. I don't even think, I can't remember the last time I remember Justin Tucker missing two field goals 
in two weeks, yet alone one game. Sometimes home field advantage is actually a thing. This time, you know, it just so happened that the Buffalo Bills played on a Sunday where the sun was out. It was humid. It was it was a beast. Let me just tell you, I was there. It was a beast. Florida was not joking over the weekend. So it happens. We can't blame the NFL. We can't ask them to go and do an investigation and, you know, file lawsuits against the Miami Dolphins. That's ridiculous. Come on. We got to calm down. What happens is this Sunday just wasn't our Sunday. It's a home field advantage that is built into that stadium. Sucks to be us, right? But guess what? We see them again this year. The season's 17 weeks. That's why we have 17 games to play. They didn't win the division this Sunday. They didn't win the Super Bowl this Sunday. It's okay. We'll get over it. We'll get over it. Listen, the Buffalo Bills are going up against one of, to me, one of the premier uh, quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I know we had some national media say some craziness about him over the summer. Like, yo, this dude ain't even, he's not top 10. He's not top 15. He's They tripping. Let me just tell you, we got a couple people that's going to come on and we're going to talk about Lamar. We're going to talk about their defense. We're going to talk about their offense. I didn't, I wasn't a believer of their offense coming into the season uh, because of their offensive coordinator, because of, um, I feel like they let some of their receivers go that they shouldn't have let go. And I feel, so we're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about Lamar and we're going to put some respect on Lamar's name tonight. We're going to put some respect on Josh Allen's name tonight, because when you look at it out of that draft, those were the two guys that were doubted the most. And guess what? They're the two most successful right now. So we're going to talk about that, but let's talk a little bit more about the game. I just want to get over a couple things before I bring my guys in. I see my man, Mike already waiting on me. So we're going to, we're going to get this going, but uh, I do want to talk about Ken Dorsey. Listen, I understand there's some people that, look at that as like a, a outburst of rage and it's, it's could be triggering in certain ways. I just want to let everybody know this is football. Okay. And, and I'm not saying that to diminish anybody's feelings. These guys are competitors. They're playing a physical sport. They're trying to rip each other's heads off during the game. Ken Dorsey is a football player first. He worked his way up, graduated to an offensive coordinator. Now he's doing his thing, doing the damn thing. If I can say, but guess what? He's a competitor. He's a football player. So that that fiery, those emotions that we got to see from him, listen, that's who he was as a player. If Josh Allen has ever becomes an offensive coordinator, bet money. That's how you're going to see Josh if they lose a game. Bet money. It's a lot of preparation that goes into these games. And I know we know this as fans, but sometimes, you know, we get in our feelings about things that we we – we can't have certain feelings about everything. Like, I, I think that's one of the things. We have takes about everything. Everything got a take. He was pissed off. They, they lost the game. He's an offensive coordinator that takes pride in everything that he does for his job. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We, it, it's, it, he didn't do anything personally to offend anybody. If there wasn't a camera in that booth, we wouldn't even be privy to this. So let's, let's just take a step back and let's stop. You know, I think I think my man Kyle Brandt, shout out to Kyle Brandt. I, I think Kyle basically said, you know, it's going to hang over his head for the rest of his career. And then Josh Allen goes on his show and say, yo, we love it, man. The players love it. Let's relax. Let's stop. You know, we don't have to have takes on everything. Speaking of Josh, can we talk about how he's um, he's handling certain things? And I feel like I feel like this next or this new level of stardom for him because Buffalo's not used to this. We don't have uh, players that, that kind of transcend 
the levels of, of superstardom locally. You know, like Buffalo has always kind of had those guys that, you know, like, oh, he's good. But, you know, now the Buffalo Bills are getting the attention nationally. Like, it, it's, it's a thing. Josh Allen is the new league darling. You know what I mean? Like, if you look back to the year that Lamar Jackson won MVP, this is how they talked about Lamar every single week during the summer, every week during the summer. This is how Josh is this year. So Buffalo isn't ready for this. And Josh wasn't necessarily, um, I don't think he had the experience. And so now you're seeing uh, situations where he gets hit in certain areas that he's not supposed to be touched. And he reacts as a man. And listen, are we really going to be mad at Josh for that? Are we really going to be mad at Josh? And I know it's not Bills fans. I'm saying this now as a, as a blanket statement on how I see certain people. And, I, and, and I'm going to bring this up because um, I got a text message earlier where somebody tried to, to put it in a sense of, you know, it's because of, you know, who he is and, and it's because he's the team. And now it's the Bills being a Super Bowl favorites. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. So we're going to talk about that with my guys. Um, one more thing I want to talk about and it, before I bring them in. And this is this is something that I'm not ready for. And I tweeted this out the other day. Uh, somebody on Twitter uh, hit me and, and was like, yo, is this the last time that we're going to see Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer? as a safety tandem wasn't ready for it, man. Wasn't ready for it. Micah Hyde is out this year for the year with a, with a neck injury. I believe it, you know, the reports that came out said something maybe spinal, you know, not Mike Tyson spinal when he broke his back, but you know, seriously, he has an injury that he had to get a second opinion on. Now he's out for the year and he's saying he's back in 23 there's still a chance that the Buffalo Bills do not bring back Jordan Porter. These guys, to me, and we can, we can speak to a lot of people. I know Trey White was the first uh, defensive player drafted by the Bills like during this regime. He was that number one or, you know, that 27th pick in our first round. So we can speak about Trey and we can speak about certain people, Lorenzo Alexander coming in and doing some things. But Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer changed, changed the complete, culture of that defense that back end they elevated the level of play they elevated uh the professionalism they elevated everything that we could see on that back end and to me it's a it's, it's a it's a sad day if that's the last time that monday night game against the tennessee titans it's a sad day if it's the last time that we see those two guys together sad day I'm not gonna go into it Got a quick message from my man, Buffalo Freddy. I'm going to update this read after a while. I got to do it because it ain't the summer no more. So when y'all hear it, y'all going to know what I'm saying. But after that, I got my man, Mike, and I got my I got my guest coming in. And, and great, I'm going to just tell you, Engraving is that dude. Mike is that dude. Mike's been on the show before. We've talked basketball. We've talked hip-hop. We've talked everything. So now we're going to talk about these Ravens, and we're going to talk about how his quarterback is great, but he about to get slapped by Josh. Let's get it. Okay, here's the deal. I know as Bills fans, we wait all year for the fall and the winter so we can go to the Bills games. I get it. Trust me, I do. But let me tell you why this time of the year is elite. It's party time. And we're going to party for so many reasons, whether it's a graduation party, a birthday party, family reunion, or just because it's Saturday and the weather's perfect. Here's the thing. My guy, Buffalo Freddy, has everything you need to make your party the best party of the year. We have everything from chairs and tables to premium tents, water slides, wet and dry bounce houses, and so much more. And that's not all. The best barbecue catering in Western New York has you covered, whether it's a small party or a corporate gathering. Buffalo Freddy Barbecue Catering makes everything easy for you. 
Rentals and bookings available now at www.buffalofreddy.com or you can call 716-4-FREDDY. That's 716-437-3339. Remember, for all your party rental needs, just call 4-FREDDY. Yo, so y'all know what time it is. I got my guests in here. I'm <laughs> Listen, first of all, everybody, everybody who listens to Code of Conduct and who watches Code of Conduct, y'all should be familiar with my man, Mike. What is going on, brother Mike? What's up, man? I'm bad. I'm happy to be back. Hey, I'm happy to have you here. We got a lot to catch up on. You got married. A lot yeah. of happened. A lot done changed, bro. A lot done changed. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have, I mean, this is the first time I actually got a chance to interact with him, but I, I caught up with a lot of his content over uh, over the playoffs when the Buffalo Bills hosted the Baltimore Ravens in Western New York. And we're going to talk a little bit about that game because I want to talk about home field advantage. And I want to talk about what that means because a lot of Bills fans are ticked off. But I have a Baltimore legend in this joint. I got somebody that's – don't shake your head, man. Don't be modest. We got a Baltimore legend in this joint. Why don't, why don't you take a moment and go ahead and introduce yourself, man? Let us know that we're in the presence of greatness. Oh no! Can can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, man. Oh, okay, okay. I I don't know why the hef, the, the the sound not coming through my headphones. It's all good. But anyway, um, how how y'all doing? Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you uh, reaching out. Thank you for the uh, the opportunity. Um, my my I'm in Engraving Vids. Uh, the channel is Engraving Vids. We talk Ravens on there literally every single day. Um, and we just talk football in general too. Uh, and, and football. Uh, I, I really just appreciate. Uh, the game a lot more than I used to. Um, and and uh, just really appreciate watching other great teams as well. Before, like being a Ravens fan, especially uh, around the time from like 2008 to 2012, 13, after they won a the Super Bowl, being a Ravens fan, you could be like, all right, all I see is Ravens and that's it. Ain't nobody touching the Ravens, especially how they were doing. They were making the playoffs every year and winning playoff games every year. It was like, oh, yeah, can't nobody see us, Ravens. Then they won a the Super Bowl. But then the year after that, when they lost, uh, they went eight and eight after the year they won the Super Bowl. I think that was really the year that really uh, opened my eyes and really made me appreciate other teams that much more or just as much. Um, so I, I just uh, it, it changed everything. So on the channel, we um, we got a, a respect for other teams, their fans and whatnot. It ain't like, oh, man, if you're not a Ravens fan, then forget you. I don't care about it. Ain't nothing like that. We, we just have a good time. We talk Ravens. We just have fun on this. So this team keep it clean. Um, it's it's a channel that's for everybody. It's family friendly, but we still we have a good time, man. We we talk a little trash here and there, but it's it's all in fun and it's all love at the end and the beginning of the day. So I appreciate you again for having us on, man. Man, all day and and like you said, I I, I can I can attest to that. Like the the content is great. It's, uh, is is family friendly and and on top of that is good content. Um, one of the things that I I try to do and I try to hold myself accountable for is when I bring guests on is mm -hmm. something that adds value to to fans who want to learn about the game and um you know really want to really want to even connect with different fan bases so that mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why uh when Mike Mike and I talked he we kind of planned to have him come on a while ago and he's like nah man you gotta holler at my man's and I'm like you know what you're right I checked it when he said it I was like you're right I gotta hit him up so I appreciate you making the time let's get into this game man um before we talk about the game coming up Sunday, let's talk about the game that you guys just had. So Lamar, you know, obviously all summer they're talking about this contract extension and people talking about, man, he ain't got, he ain't earned it, but, but, but whatever. There's, there's two sides to it. Mm -hmm. This dude came out this past Sunday and he just looked like, you know, Superman and Batman together 
on some stuff that just don't make sense. Let's talk about it a little bit. Let's talk about that performance. Let's start with with uh, Mike and then roll it around to my man's down here. And, and let's 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 get into it. Yeah, man. I mean, he's he's in MVP form right now, and uh, you know I'm I'm happy to have him as my quarterback. That's my quarterback. You know, I'm happy to have him as my quarterback. Um, for him to be playing like this with this contract thing looming, I mean, it just shows that he is just super focused, man. He's 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 pinpoint focus, and that that is a great thing to have in a quarterback like that. So, listen, he is showing that I, I don't know. I do think he carries a chip on his shoulder coming into each each season, right? Each season is. Each offseason is something that they question him more, right? right? And he comes into that season with a chip on the shoulder. I think he that chip on the shoulder right now is a little bigger than the other ones, right? Because we know what's looming. But, man, he's looking great. He's looking amazing. Uh, he's making players around him better, and that's the true mark of a great quarterback. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm happy to have him here for sure. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he'll be here for the long term too because, mm-hmm. uh, again, like you mentioned, all the contract talk – that has been uh, big, and, and it's, it can easily be a big distraction. Um, but Lamar, he has continued to stay true to his word. Uh, he said, hey, after come week one, they ain't talking contract no more. Uh, yeah. We ain't talking, they ain't no more negotiating or anything like that. And he's held true to that. Um, so the only thing left that he has to, 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 um, to prove with his word is just getting a Super Bowl out of him. So hopefully this will be the year that he makes that happen with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but a, a word that my guy Mike mentioned was focus. And yeah, that's that's Lamar Jackson all day focused. And with that that chip on his shoulder that you talked about, that he seems to carry every season, that's true. Because every single season, um, it's been something different. Uh, every single season, um, it's oh Lamar can't do this. Oh Lamar's gonna get hurt. Oh Lamar's injury prone. Oh Lamar doesn't deserve the contract. Oh Lamar's a running back. Oh Lamar can't throw. It's always something. And then every year he takes a step forward in continuing to to prove a lot of the naysayers wrong. Is he the perfect quarterback? No, by by no means is he perfect. No, he still got some stuff he got to improve on, but. Um, this year he's been on a tear so far, like three touchdowns and every at, at least three touchdowns in every mm-hmm. game. Um, so hopefully that continues on Sunday, but we, we of course talk about that in a little bit. But um, nothing that he ever does will be good enough for people, no matter how good or how well he does it. Um, and that's already been proven because so many goalposts will continue to move. So many people will they'll say one thing, and if Lamar shuts it down. Then they'll adjust it and be like, oh, you know what? No, no, no. It's, it's that he can't really do this. And then he'll mm-hmm. prove that wrong. And then they'll adjust it. Oh, no, no, no. It's that he, he can't do that. So um, it, it's always going to be something with him. And I remember when um, when he first came in, 2018, I remember saying it on the channel that, again, nothing that he does will ever be good enough. Um, but he is somebody who he handles it a lot better than a lot of us. What I know about myself, he handles it a lot better than me. Because, <laughs> um, boy, Lamar, like... I don't know. And, and for somebody to be uh, like you mentioned, uh, the, 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 the stardom, um, the stardom that you talked about, Josh Allen is receiving yeah. now. It's, it's like it, it's, it's with Lamar. He has that, too. But it's like for somebody of that with that popularity and whatnot to, to, to continuously be talked down on. Mm-hmm. And the way that he responds so humbly and so calm, that's tough. That's real tough. 
So yeah. I, I, I give him a lot of credit for how he handles it. So let's, let's listen, man. I, I don't, I don't know if I'm with you. I don't know if I could handle. It. Like, I mean, personally, it would be one of those things for me where it's like, you know what? All right. Not only am I going to prove it to y'all, but I'm a clap back like on that level, like because I feel like when you get to a certain level of popularity or a certain you know stardom, I feel like you know unless you completely do some things like you know you're not gonna you're not gonna ruin it by clapping back at people. You'll ruin it doing off field things that don't make sense. But yeah. me, I'll be getting back at these people, especially these mm-hmm. these previous like the former players. This is this is yeah. the part that, that that I get upset about. Former players will come out and, you know, while they were in the game, they could before they retired, they got a chance to play against him. They was waiting after the game for his autograph. The year he got MVP, you had players waiting on the field for Lamar Jackson's autograph. Now you got guys that's now transitioned over to media. They on FS1, ESPN or doing podcasts, all these different things. And now they got slick stuff to say about how he's not the dude that he is. Granted, I, I've publicly um, I've critiqued him at times because I, I feel that he should I feel like he should um, put some focus on developing certain aspects of his passing game a little bit more. I'm not saying that he can't throw it. I know he could throw it. The dude can sling the thing around. I just think that now this year we're starting to see him like this past Sunday really make people pay with his arm. This is what I've been waiting on, but I ain't never opened my mouth to say something foolish. Like this dude ain't like, he's not good. He won the MVP a second. Like he, every year that he finished the season, he's made the playoffs. Now, it, there could be something made to say, well, he hasn't made it, past, you know, whatever. Okay, how many games he won in the playoffs is a different conversation. But there's no way. I'm going to sit there and take that if I'm Lamar Jackson, man. And, and you're right. He's so humble about it. Let me ask you, somebody in the comments was saying that um, they agree that he needs to be paid, but they don't agree with the fully guaranteed contract. As Ravens fans and, and as somebody who's, you know, who covers the team closely, how, how do y'all feel about um, – because Lamar Jackson, I think, depending on how you look at it, especially over the past few years, I think he's – done more for his team than, than Watson did before the legal stuff. I think he's mm-hmm. um, I can't say he's a better overall player, but I think he's more valuable in my opinion. So when you look at this, how do you, how would you answer that? I I would say um, with the fully guaranteed contract, like you just mentioned yourself, um, when Lamar fully finishes a season, Ravens are guaranteed pretty much to make the playoffs, right? They, they've done it every time he's been there. And when Lamar doesn't finish the season, they don't make it. So I know we can't have the conversation about, of course, the, the playoff games themselves and the win-loss record in them, which it does need improvement. It certainly needs improvement. But to, to, to get to that improvement, to actually make those improvements, you got to get it to the playoffs. And with, with Lamar, you're making it. Without Lamar, this Baltimore Ravens team, they're losers, like straight up. Without Lamar Jackson, this team would not be who this team is. Um, and then a lot of times you can put a lot of other quarterbacks in that same situation too. And a lot of them just would not be able to get it done. Uh, mm-hmm. If you watch Lamar week in, week out and, and see what he does, a lot of stuff, it gets unnoticed because a lot of people can just look at the stat sheet. He threw X amount of touchdowns. He threw X amount of picks. He had X amount of rushing yards, da da da, da. And that's cool. But this is why you actually got – it's important to actually look at the game too uh, because you'll see that the Ravens – Ever since after 2019, that offensive line has been all kinds of bad. They have been struggling for years, 2020, 2021, uh, and then even this year too. Uh, but a lot of that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Lamar has to make a lot of people miss. Uh, he has to evade a lot of defenders and whatnot, them getting into the backfield. Um, and he, he makes it happen every week. Uh, sometimes it don't end up like that because last week I think he got sacked like four times. 
Um, mm-hmm. And when you think about that, too, it's like a, a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, for him to be sacked four times, you know, something got to be really, really bad yeah. with the offensive <laughs> for a quarterback like him to be sacked four times. Like, ooh, that's rough. Um, but again, they, they, they still won and, and he's, he's been a winner. Um, so that's that's always important to remember when talking about that. Mike, how do you so because in the same conversation, what I, I often say is, you know, you can't fully value you can't place a value on him without watching the game like like he like we just said. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the reason why I say that is because I also feel like I could be wrong. So you all correct me. I feel like um, I don't think the Ravens have done enough as far as providing the right type of receiving weapons for him. So, Bingo. you know, I know I know this year. Um, what is it, Devin Duvernay? I always say it wrong. Is it? I say yeah. it properly. No, that's it. Yeah. He uh, he's been he's been showing up. He's he's playing big. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Mark Andrews obviously is big time, but you trade away um, Hollywood Brown, which I understand the reasoning behind it. But I also understand that every year in the draft, there's like four or five studs that come out that you know you could spend a second round pick on a wide receiver. So Mike, what is it when you look at your offensive weapons for him and you're and you're saying? You're, you're battling these comments that no Lamar don't deserve this because he don't throw these numbers or because he doesn't do this. Uh, do you look at it from a team perspective too? Like, well, we got to put some of that blame on the team. 100%. <laughs> you hit it on the head. I mean, uh, when, when I'm on shows with my other guys and, you know, lunch break, hot take, I see them in here and, nope. and coach Evans and, and those guys, I say it all the time. You got a Ferrari, right? And, and to touch on what uh, engraving said, with the offensive line, first things first is you want to keep your Ferrari clean, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and would that be would that translate with within the off, offensive line is you don't he you don't want him touched, you don't want him sacked, you want to keep him upright as much as you can. Um, but one hundred percent, they don't put enough talent around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't. I, I love the way Duvernay is playing right now. I love the way Rashad Bateman is playing right now. But I can't even in watching them play great, I can't help but to look at you guys and Kansas City and other teams that say, wow, if Lamar just had that type of talent put around him as well, what would we really see? You know what I mean? So you hit it on the head, uh, Spence. It, 100%. I, I, they do not put enough talent around him. I don't get it. I don't understand. Um you know, I, I think Lamar is the most dynamic player in the league, you know, and, and that's no knock on anybody else. But you have the greatest weapon out there right now. He he quite possibly is the greatest weapon out there. And you aren't loading him up with whatever he needs to be great. And I, I have a huge, huge problem with that, a huge problem with that. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I'm going to respectfully say that Josh Allen is the most <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> I mean, well, the reason I mean, and I, I'm joking, but at the same time, the reason why I say it about Josh is um for the same reasons probably that you say it about Lamar. I think that yeah. they have a lot of quality. They run differently, but they 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 have a lot of qualities that I feel like can, can be compared. But I also think because of what we're talking about, how the Buffalo Bills have decided, like, look, we're going all in with Josh. Like, we, we believe yeah. in this guy. We're going to go get Stephon Diggs for him. We're, we're still going to draft a Gabriel Davis. We're going to yes. not yeah. only are we going to have Devin Singletary every year we're going to take a guy so we got Devin Singletary we got Zach Moss and now we got James Cook and if they don't work out guess what next year we're going to take another one they got a Dawson Knox they got so with that being said I think right now for me when I look at the the way the league is this Sunday didn't look like it because of the heat factor like like uh Stefan Diggs said he had full body cramps and I just can't I can't um 
hold it against him if he doesn't have a 165 yard receiving game with three right. touchdowns when he's having full body cramps. But I, I just look at that offense and it's like I, I, there's not an offense, even if I wasn't a Bills fan, there's not an offense that I would just be excited to watch every week like this, man. Like it's insane. But but I have all respect to, to Lamar. So, and that's why I named this episode uh, seventh and 30 seconds. So let's take a quick five to 10 minutes real quick. And then we'll talk about the game. Um, the reason why I want to take these five, 10 minutes, let's talk about how both these dudes were drafted in ways where, first of all, Lamar almost got, he almost dropped out the first round, which to me is disrespectful mm-hmm. in, in itself. Josh Allen was talked about like, a, both of them were, but you know, Josh Allen said all this stuff. Now you're looking at the two most successful guys. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield has ruined Cleveland and now he's ruining North Carolina or he's ruined Carolina. <laughs> Josh Rosen can't, he can't even make a practice squad. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, let's, let's talk a little bit about just, just to show each other some love real quick before we get into the friendly banter and all of this stuff. Like I love your quarterback, man. And, and yo, He's the, he's the one guy that I wanted to draft if it wasn't. I didn't, I'm going to be honest. I didn't want Josh. And my cousin's a Ravens fan. And he's like, no, nah, man, y'all going to be happy with Josh. He's going to develop. I wanted Lamar 100%. I got receipts to prove it. Let, let's just show them some love. I kind of want to hear y'all perspective on some things about Josh. And I'm going to share some thoughts about Lamar. And then we can get into the game. I um not not to necessarily go back to the previous conversation, but it, it, it has a lot to do with this. Um, I, I love how the Buffalo Bills, how they continue uh, to provide around Josh Allen. Um, I, I actually, Bills fans should actually be very grateful toward the Ravens because we're the ones that got the Josh Allen started a little bit earlier than it was supposed to. Because who was it? Nathan Peterman in 2018, I believe. Oh, Nathan Peterman was a starter. It. And I remember that I went to that game because it was raining like crazy. It was nasty weather. But um, I, and I remember, I remember going on Twitter like a couple days before the game and I remember seeing a, a hype video for Nathan Peterman. And I was like, hold up. I thought it was a joke. I thought somebody like, I, I thought it was a fan that made it as a joke. But it was actually nope, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. The team. And um, I was like, okay, <laughs> hey, you want to put that positivity out there? Cool. But Nathan Peterman, he obviously had a bad game. And then the Bills, they yanked him. Then they put in Josh Allen. And I think he actually got a touchdown on one of his drives too. But that got things started. But with Josh Allen, I know um, there were questions about him uh, early on. Uh, and the Bills, it seemed like the Bills were like, um, uh, we don't know. Then they were like, you know what? Let's make it to where there's no excuses. Like, we can really find out. We can really maximize our young quarterback. Because we see the potential, but we, we re- really want to get it out of him. So yeah. they went and got Stephon Diggs. And it's like every year they, they, they continuously had nice weapons around them. They got Cole Beasley. They had got uh, John Brown. They had got Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and now they got a uh, – who's – uh, obviously, Gabe Davis, they drafted him last Crowder. year. Then he can start going off in the playoffs. And then early this, this year, he's been doing good, too. And um, who's that slot? Number six. The slot about, receiver. Oh, Isaiah McKenzie. There Isaiah we go, McKenzie. McKenzie. There we go. And then, of course, like you mentioned, with the um, with, with all the running backs that y'all drafted as well, even though the Bills, like, they Bills, like, we ain't trying to run the ball. Y'all just pass heavy, That's which crazy. I respect and I love. But um, I, I do appreciate how the Bills, not only on offense, though, but on defense too, like who would have thought like the Bills would be like, oh, we go, we gonna sign Von Miller. I would have never thought he would have went there. But the Man. Bills, they they continue to just show that hey, we trying to make the not only the best offense but the best team possible. Um, one thing that I, I appreciate about their offense too, um, and I really I really love this, uh, especially Week One uh, against the Rams. How and and we've seen it over the years too, but how they continuously get so many different people involved 
Like, obviously, Stefan Diggs, he going to do his thing. But then, yeah, you got a Gabe Davis. You got Knox, too. And then they'll throw to the running backs and whatnot. So, and then Josh Allen, he'll take off, too, and he'll start trying to truck over people. But they, they continuously get so many different people involved to sort of try to keep you off balance. So, Bills have done a really good job um, with the development uh, of Josh Allen. And I, I just I, I love that they, again, they, they grabbed that potential and they pulled it out of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you because at first, the first two years, really the first year, he didn't look good at all. Besides his running, he would take off, he would go quick. But again, like you said, they said, okay, let's let's get a little bit better of an offensive line on him, and then let's let's try to bring him another weapon. So that's when they brought in the John Brown and the Cole Beasley, and then, like you said, they improved. So um, they're they're putting all the talent around. The defense was a good point because what they also try to maximize is like, look, okay, if this guy hasn't developed yet let's make sure he don't have to score 40 points a game. Like let's make sure our defense is in place to where, cause on uh, Daniel, Dan, my man, Dan Frederick just put in the comments, Kelvin Benjamin, <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin, Kelvin Benjamin was our number one wide receiver. Like, and I, I always think about how uh, Booger said he was one Popeye's biscuit away from playing tight end. And then he actually tried <laughs> out for tight end. Like, okay, but, but Mike, hey. <laughs> no, you know what? First of all, I, I do, I do want to point out that, uh, one last time I was on the show, you have been clear, you very clear about your respect for Lamar. So anybody that questions that, send them to me. I got your receipts. You have, you you have shown your respect for Lamar. Um, but as far as Josh Allen, man, literally five minutes before I hopped on with you, I had a conversation with my man, Jose. We were on the phone and we were talking about Josh Allen. And it was, listen, I don't understand the hate on the guy. If you if you want him to you don't like him because you because he's that good typically it's because he it's just he's that good right that's where your hate is coming from because the boy can play so your hate is is so misguided like don't don't hate if if somebody can play they can play he's a bad boy in my opinion um you know and i and i have respect for the way that he plays the game he's tough um like you said Lamar, they play similar. You know, they both can can sling it. They both can can take off and do what they got to do. Um, but you you won't catch anything bad from from me to say anything about it. But, unless this week he throws for about six or seven touchdowns, then I'm gonna be yeah, upset. Right. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I'll do. Josh Allen, man, like it, and it's similar to what you already pointed out. If both of them came out. You know, with the hate, you know, oh, like I saw somebody in the comments say, you know, Allen was supposed to be tight end, one was supposed to be wide receiver, mm-hmm. you know, and they're proving that wrong. And I think that ultimately that they're going to be tied to each other, not just because of, mm-hmm. you know, them being a part of that new young gun group, but them coming out in that class and then the naysayers that come behind their name. But yeah, man, Josh Allen is a baller. Y'all got you got one, and then you got another one from us—a Maryland guy, and Stephon Diggs. He's yeah. supposed to be here. Yeah. He's supposed to be here, but he's not. I blame that on the front office again. But <laughs> and listen, he he gonna be the best in the league after the season. I said it before the season, and I, that's my take. I mean, I know the Bills are you know we're we're stacked this year as a team, so it's kind of probably not a hot take. But the thing is, when you got a Devontae Adams in the league, well, I mean, well, normally because you have probably five guys that most people normally put there. You know, you got the Devontae Adams of the world. Then you got the the Keenan Allen conversation where people go. I feel like Stefan Diggs is normally around five or six because they always throw Cooper Mm -hmm. Cup in there now because of his – I'm telling you, at the end of the season, it's going to be undeniable to me unless, God forbid, there's any type of reasons that he's not playing. 
he's going to be undeniably the best wide receiver this year in the league. So that's where I'm going. And I just want to also show some love uh, to, to Lamar before we get to the game. Like I said, I, I, you know, one of the things I like about him, um, like you mentioned earlier, is, is how humble he is. We know the dude can play. Like we saw him back in Louisville play. We saw him play when he came into the league. We saw him get an MVP. We saw him make the playoffs every year. We saw like there's literally nothing you can say about him unless you just want to nitpick the game. You know, and, and when that happens, it's fine. We all do it because we're content creators or we're, you know, some of us think we're smarter than others. So we do all this extra little research and we well, he can't throw outside. And then he blows you up and throws outside the numbers. Oh, he can't throw it. And then he throws and does. Lamar Jackson is one of those guys where I'm I'm finally starting to understand as a fan of the game that sometimes the game really does evolve and the positions don't have to be played the same way that has been played for 50 years. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it doesn't mean that it necessarily changes the position, but it just means that you got this anomaly. Like you have this, you have this very special, I don't want to call him a creature in a disrespectful manner, but I mean, you got this special creature. I feel like Josh is a creature too. You know, you get these special creatures that come in and they just completely transform what we think the position is supposed to be. And mm-hmm. I, I want to give Lamar his flowers before I hate on him for the next 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Cause that dude is for real. Like, I mean, he's legit. He's a stud. And, and yo, I want to say good luck to y'all this year. Just don't win that Super Bowl Cause that's, uh, we want it. So let's get to this game real quick, man. What, what are y'all, what are y'all afraid of? I'm going to ask y'all that way. Maybe y'all going to say y'all not afraid of nothing, but I tell you, I'm afraid of Baltimore in a certain way. So what y'all afraid of? We can start with Mike on this one and swing it back down. I mean, everything, bro. I mean, you. It, we got to be honest. You guys are front runners, right? I, I think you guys are the best team in the league. Um, you know, even even with losing this weekend, you know, I think you guys are complete. I think you got a little bit of everything. And right now, with your quarterback and the way our secondary has been looking, and our lack of pass rush, um, mm. it could be a problem. I mean, we made Tua look like Steve Young. You know, and and <laughs> we made Mac Jones look like I don't know who we made him look like, but a lot better than you know we want him to look, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you bring in somebody like Josh Allen, anything can go down, and you bring in a weapon like Stephon Diggs, anything can go down. So, I'm I'm concerned there. It's a it's a concern. I think that we can play with you guys, right? I think that it's going to be one of those games where. It'll be when you have two weapons like that at the quarterback position, you're in the game, no matter what, right? So I think we'll be in the game, um, and I think you got just as well as you guys will be in the game. But our secondary, they cleaned it up a little bit this week in the second half, mm-hmm. but uh, we ain't played Josh yet. We ain't played that caliber of quarterback yet. So oh, yeah, we got to see how that goes. Yeah, that's um that's my biggest worry too. Uh, it's just the defense as a whole. Uh, like you mentioned, Tua was out there looking like a Hall of Famer. Mac Jones, uh, <laughs> while he didn't throw any touchdowns, he threw for a lot of yards, and there were some big completions on the Ravens uh, throughout the game against the Patriots the other day. And with Joe Flacco, um, a lot there was a lot that was missed, actually, because his receivers, they were dropping um, on one of the interceptions or on the interception that Marcus Williams caught. Uh, he slipped. Like, the, the receiver, he just slipped. So the safety took advantage of that and just intercepted it. Um, so the Ravens, like, the, yeah, they they haven't gone against a Josh Allen yet. Um, so that that's the thing that worries me the most is the defense. And, I mean, Mike pretty much, he summed up everything. Uh, the Ravens have had such an issue with the, their pass rush. And it's, it's, it's an issue that 
going into the season, they they just have not addressed it properly. Um, because the guy that we drafted uh in what was the job second round pick, we don't know when he's gonna play it. Uh with Tyus Bowser, he um he got hurt, I think it was his Achilles in, in week uh 18 last year, so last game of the season. Uh he ended up tearing his Achilles. Uh so he's on the pup list right now. So he should be back for week five, but this is week four. Um just signed, literally just signed Jason Pierre Paul. Uh, just signed another uh, sort of journeyman pass rusher tonight. Um, signed Brandon Copeland uh, to the practice squad last week. So they, their pass rush has just been, it's been a big issue. It's been a huge, huge issue. And the pass rush has struggled against those guys at quarterback. Mac Jones and two has struggled against them at quarterback. Josh Allen is obviously um, levels above those guys. Uh, so that's, that's what concerns me a lot. Um, and then with Marlon Humphrey uh, and Marcus Peters, I- I'm just really interested to see how they do uh, against Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm really interested to see if they can really contain him. And of course, Gabe Davis, but I'm really, what well, my biggest concern is, is for the young cornerbacks, like the Brandon Stevens, uh, the, the Marion Williams, um, the uh, Jalen Armour Davis, how our young, uh, less experienced cornerbacks go up against the Bills wide receivers. Because, you know, Bills are going to be looking for those advantages. Because another Bill, not Buffalo Bill, but Bill Belichick certainly took advantage of those young cornerbacks last week. So, you know, the Bills are going to be looking at that. And they're going to be looking at everything that the Ravens struggle with, especially in the secondary, and look to try to capitalize on that. So that's my biggest worry, the, uh, the Bills passing game versus – uh, Ravens pass defense uh, and the Bills passing game versus the lack of pass rush that the Ravens have had. Yeah. So on the flip for me, um, I know, like, for instance, I know J.K. Dobbins um, is kind of just working his way back in. So he didn't really get mm-hmm. as many touches that we expect. But I still think um, with Greg Roman, Bills fans are familiar. Obviously, he was our offensive coordinator when we had Tyrod out here. Yeah. And and um, I, he. I know that a lot of people complain about it because they don't throw the ball the way that, you know, you probably would want to. But the thing about the Buffalo Bills last season, we didn't have a good run defense. This year we beefed up our defensive line. I know it looks really good. My question is, so week one, you know, uh, the Rams, they didn't, you know, they don't, do they scare you with the run game? Like when you think of the Rams, they don't scare you with the run game. You know, uh, week two, we go get Derrick Henry, obviously, but, is Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, you know, he, he got injured last year and now we've seen him through three weeks. And I know he had a couple touchdowns this past week or he, you know, he played decent this past, but we still haven't seen a Derrick Henry game where he's like right. 185, 119 carries. We haven't seen that. So mm-hmm. did the bills really shut down Derrick Henry uh, in this past mm-hmm. week? Again, Miami, we shut their offense down, but it's not like, I don't, when I say this, I say this with respect. Cause they obviously beat us. Um, I don't I don't fear Miami's offense, man. Like if you go and look at the statistics, we stopped them in the run. We outgained them in the past. Like I think we had like 460 something yards uh, in, of offense and they had like 200 something. It, it just the way the game went, the turnover, the health of the team, you know, people going out with health and all of this stuff. It, it was that was an issue for us. So now I'm, I'm looking at an offensive coordinator who really knows how to run that damn ball. Like he really, if he don't do nothing else, and, and whether it be with Lamar or whether it be with the 57 running backs that you guys have, because it seems like every year y'all just, it's like, who the hell is this running back? Let me pick him up on fantasy. Like y'all always have somebody. 
that's my concern. So let me ask you about the running game. Is so after last week, do you think J.K. J.K. Diamonds is going to get more touches, or um, are we still looking at like a Lamar heavy run with you know kind of how, how do you view that, and is that something that Bills fans should be concerned about? Um, I, I think J.K. is touches a ramp up. Last week was his first game in uh, twenty months. Um, so I think his touches will certainly ramp up because he didn't look like he had any setbacks, anything like that. He didn't look like he was struggling with anything. Um, but also Justice Hill. That that's a name that I, I think Bills fans would want to look out for too. Uh Justice Hill. Um, and he is in his, I want to say his third year with the Ravens. Um, but he was a fourth round pick uh running back a couple years ago, and he he got a crazy burst, he got some nice agility, and he got a little bit of underrated power too. Um, but I would expect him to get a nice little chunk uh, of the workload too at running at running back. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, J.K. We'll see. Like I I think that leading into uh, this week, I think we found our tandem right that we got to roll with. Um, we are a little banged up back there. The run game hasn't been as great as we are used to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we brought in a couple guys that's not they're not working out right now. Um, but Justice played well. Um, J.K. looked okay to be shaking off some rust for being off for 20 months. Um, so I think we're going to roll with this this duo for now until we get Gus back and and, and see how healthy he can be. But uh, right now, Spence, to be honest with you, man, the run game is, is, is lagging a little bit. And I don't know if that has to do with the uh, offensive line play or we just aren't getting that burst that we used to. Um, Lamar is it doesn't the design run for Lamar is not also what we it's not there like it usually is right and I think that's on purpose right I think he's you know he's looking to pass first and then he's using it he's using his legs when he got to Uh, we may need to see a little more design run from Lamar to get the run game going this week Um, so I expect to see that but um, if I was you guys I, I wouldn't be from a running back standpoint, okay. I wouldn't be too too worried about that right now. But Lamar is always a threat. And uh, Justice, uh, as Engraver said, Justice Hill played well. I think he averaged 10 yards a pop um, last week. So that was a great thing to see because we've been waiting on that from him too. Um, mm-hmm. And this clearly in his career three years here, I mean, he was hurt last year, but this was that was his best game. Um, so hopefully he could keep that up and uh, give you guys a little bit of problems, you know, for you guys to have to respect and, and, and creep up a little bit so we can go over the top. I know you're a little hurt back there, so uh, we're going to need to exploit that back there. Well, let's talk about that real quick because, because you know, I, surprisingly, I don't think that that hurt us in the Miami game. I know we gave up a couple big plays to Jalen Waddle, but when you look at it, that tandem of wide receivers from Miami, they, they were leading the league in yards. They, and now I think they're second and third with Stefan Diggs being first. They were like, so it's still a dangerous wide receiver tandem. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills shut them. I don't want to say shut them down, but they shut them down compared to what other teams have done this year. Um, so in a way, I'm not worried about our secondary like I was going into that game. But I also think that um, Lamar, like I said earlier, man, I, I know people don't look at him as that, that guy that's going to sling it and really beat you back there but then we look at last sunday and what do you have like five four touchdowns in the air or five in the air and one on the ground mm-hmm. like i mean when you when you have those type of numbers you you can't you can't say he can't beat you in the air when he literally threw four touchdowns. like you know what i mean like it's a fact this happened against an nfl team right. like recently 
So, you know, how, how do you feel the matchup, the, the battle between our offense and, and or I mean, your offense and our defensive backfield? How do you think that's going to roll? Oh, I think it's important that the Ravens, um, they make sure that they take advantage uh, of any possible weaknesses that they can find. I, I know, obviously, um, Tredavious White, he's been out. Um, but I know y'all just today put another cornerback on injury reserve, I believe. I can't recall his name, though. But um, it's important to test those young guys like Ky- Kyrie Elam and uh, I don't remember who the other cornerback is. Oh, Benford. Yeah, his hand. He um, he hurt his oh, hand. Oh, okay. So the Benford, fractured hand. Yeah. There we go. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, it, it's important that Ravens just they, – they take advantage of any weaknesses. And then, of course, the situation uh, with the safeties. And that sucks about uh, with, with Mike. I, um, wasn't it – it was Jordan Poyer that caught the pick six in the playoffs, right? That was him. I think that was him. But no, that was uh that was uh wasn't Poyer? Johnson. No, Tehran Johnson. Oh, well man, I I must have tried to block it out of my mind and it was so bad. That was that was, that was a rough game. Um but, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's it's important that Ravens just they make sure that they, they take advantage um of of the weaknesses. Uh because that's something that a lot of times in, in the past that Ravens just they hadn't done. Um so this week you're going up against a really good team. Um and I just I don't see it being this defensive game. I see it being more of a high scoring game uh where both offenses are going back and forth cuz I feel like both defenses are they they got their weaknesses that both offenses are going to exploit. Yeah, right. Richard, I- real quick I'm sorry, Mike. We got a super chat. Let me bring the super chat in and then you can actually take this on for me. So Silky says secondary is going to get torched. If you look at the big plays we've given up, it's against 11 personnel. Unfortunately, the Bills, Cincy are heavy 11 personnel usage teams. Pat's success came when they figured that out. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm assuming, obviously, he threw the Bills in there. So I'm assuming he's talking about the Ravens here. So how do you feel Mm -hmm. about that, Mike? You take that and then we'll swing it back Mm -hmm. down in gray. Well, I mean, it... (laughs) I, I can't argue, right? <laughs> because you know, we we we've given up uh we've given up 156 this past week to Devontae Parker, right? <laughs> Who uh just got on the field, right? I think going into this game, he had two two receptions, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and I believe that 156 for Devontae Parker is 356 for Steve Stefan Diggs, right? <laughs> like, I mean, they just two different guys, right? So you 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 can't have those those mistakes or because I, I see it, I see communication issues too still going on with, within our secondary, mm-hmm. right? We got a new defensive coordinator. Um, so I think there are some changes obviously that went on in the in the scheme. So I I, I do see some some communication errors and then as engraver said we got some young guys back there we got kyle hamilton rookie we got three rookies that are playing uh and and logging major snaps back there so yeah um you know that's gonna come along there's growing pains that's gonna come along when they with, with when you got young guys out there so um i mean i can't i i feel that way <laughs> that's why i said it's a concern i mean i listen we got mp and, and we got Marlo back, um, and, you know, they're both coming off of injuries themselves, so they're working themselves back. Right. Um, so this will be the game where they will uh, – <laughs> we'll see – they'll be put to, te- to the test this week. We'll see who can hang with Stefan. 
and uh and, and, and Gabe is just a lot of weapons out there for them to check. So we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. But it our secondary has not looked great. But I will to digress a little bit, man, our pass rush is is not there, right? It's missing. And I think they go uh they go hand in hand, right? Um, you leave your your corners on the island without no pass rush. You know, of course, I I, I might be able to complete one pass if I don't, if I don't have a rush out there. I might be able to get one pass off. So that is also a, a concern, and I think that plays a role into why our secondary isn't looking that great. So um, I won't argue with you, Silky. <laughs> what you think, Engraving? Oh man, I mean, secondary gonna get torched. <laughs> I know it's it's rough. That's tough. Like it's, <laughs> but it's real. It's real. So that that's what I appreciate about it. I mean, you could delete the rest of the comments. Secondary gonna get torched. Uh, it's it's hard to fight that because they have been getting torched. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you just hope, and especially with them having a new defense, new defensive coordinator. Uh, it still feels like, like, like Mike mentioned, uh, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, they coming back from injuries. Um, but while also uh, the the new defensive coordinator, we, we still don't really have whatever his identity is yet. Um, I feel like we don't know him yet. I feel like we don't know what he's good at. I feel like we don't know what he's bad at yet. I just feel like we just don't know him yet. And I feel like the, the players, they don't know him yet either. Um, so it's just a big adjustment period. So when you're going through a big adjustment period and now you got <laughs> you got Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and all of them coming to town, it's not the best time to still be going through that adjustment period. So um, that's why I think it's going to be a shootout. I, I think it will be um, illogical and irrational um, and really just unacceptable to expect the Ravens to hold Josh Allen in that passing offense uh, to under 200, under 250 yards. Um, I think that's just... It'd be nice if they did it. It'd be great. We wouldn't yeah. complain. We would love it. But I just don't think it's something that people should expect at all. Because um, you, you, you've seen how the Ravens been getting passed on. Um, so it, it's just something that's that's scary to think about. Um, but I do think if if they if the pass defense could be good, and it's asking a lot, if they could be great, uh, then I think that they would have a, uh, a much better chance of controlling this game and it not being a shootout. But I just right now, I just don't see it happening. I hope it does. Though. All right. Well, we'll sidebar real quick because I'm paying attention to the comments. I'm listening to y'all, too. Somebody, mm-hmm. uh, my, my homie Eric just said that uh, Philly bound 33 is the place to be when I get there. Is that a fact? I'm down in Miami. Oh. So <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell you, man. You see, he said I was over. What you think, Mike? Is this a place to be? I don't even know what that is, bro. But. See, okay, well, I ain't going with, we going with seafood. We going with seafood. Yeah, you, you come in here. You come here. You got to get seafood, man. I'm gonna you be there. Get I get seafood. in. I get in Saturday, so we gonna have to make. Oh, sure you going? Link. Yeah, absolutely, man. Oh, ooh. it's Listen, Josh and Lamar. Fun. Ain't no way. It's Listen, Josh and Lamar. Yeah, I, I gotta say oh. this, y'all, y'all Bills fans, man, y'all travel well. Yeah. Yo, I seen the videos of Miami and how y'all were taking over the streets i mean you guys really really travel so i was there too yeah so far i've been at every game this year i went to la then i went back to buffalo for the opener then i was there so yeah i'm oh, i'm like messing around I, well you know what so it, it, here's one of the things the first thing is um normally i don't get the chance to do this you know so like 
this year with me covering the team and with uh, the opportunities that opened up, I'm going to take it. And the team mm-hmm. is good. Like, I feel like if this is the year, like the memories that I can create this year, if it happens, it's like, okay, I can't miss this. So, so, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. But, but yo, I want to first, cause we got about five minutes before we get out of here. So I want to, I want to say to y'all, man, thank y'all for coming oh, yeah, on the show. Sure. And, and you know what I mean? Um, engraving i wasn't joking or trying to be nice earlier when i was like no we gotta we got a ravens bought some more content creation legend right now because that's how i feel about you and i respect nah. people that put in work well you're saying uh, i'm just telling you don't be modest with me because i'm not gonna <laughs> allow it to happen bro like you that dude and my man mike same thing like i, I didn't introduce you that way because i introduced you as a brother but but the thing is um co-creator or uh, co-founder of crossover 365 uh, you got some awesome content, some great shows that don't even have to do with football sometimes. It's just real men, mm-hmm. real life stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, man, I, I appreciate both of you and I look up to y'all. So before we get out of here, uh, Mike, why don't you let everybody know, A, where they can find you, what you got going on. Um, give me a, give me your prediction for the game, a final score, and then we'll get yeah. the same from Engraving. And then uh, we'll get on out of here. So let me uh, let me I'll give you where I'm at first and then we'll we'll end off with, with, the, with the predictions. But um I Mike, they call me OTR Mike, and you can find me on Twitter at OTR underscore Mike. Um, right now, I'm one-fourth of Off the Record Podcast. I'm one-third of Ring Kings Podcast, and that's everything boxing. And I'm one of one of the new show that'll be dropping before the top of the year called Open Mike. Um, and that's just hey. me and my hey. guests, and we're going to discuss whatever we feel like we want to discuss. So, I um, see it. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. Check me out, man. Follow me. I follow you back. I follow a lot of the, you know the bills because of Spence. I'm I'm in I'm involved in the Bills Mafia a little bit. You know the, I got a lot of the Bills followers. So yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate you guys. You guys are some nice guys, right? It's hard to fight with you guys. It's not it's not like us in Pittsburgh. You know, you guys are you guys are some good some good. I'll be people, honest. So. I think you just met the right ones because there's some of them that <laughs> I fight with. Of- I'm part- yeah, I'm in Bill's Mafia and I'd be like, yo, this dude, you know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> I think right, we just right. linked, yeah. So, right. but yo, I appreciate you, man. What's your, what's your prediction for the game? So I agree with Engraving, man. I think it's going to be a shootout. So I'm I'm going to say, I'm going to say 37-35 Baltimore. Okay, mm. okay. That's going to be a good game. That's going to be a real good game. Yeah. All right, engraving. Same thing, man. Let's uh, again, thank you, man. Let let everybody know where they can find your content. This dude is a like I'm telling you, he's he's a baller on YouTube. So Twitter is my space. I do my thing on Twitter. That's where most of my engagement is. When I go and look at this man's YouTube page, let me just tell y'all, this dude is doing the damn thing. Engraving. Let's let's know where they can find you. What you got coming up, or what you got anything? I loved your video or the uh, the post too when you met Lamar. We can I'm gonna post that on my Twitter later. But but yeah. All right. I appreciate you. I appreciate you having the both of us on, man. And shout out to Mike. I I, I appreciate. It. I remember um the first time I really heard him uh speaking, he was on live with uh with Hendo with, with Ravens mm-hmm. Online Ungatekeepers. And they were talking about Raven stuff, and that was cool. That's always cool or whatever. But I just appreciated just them talking, period. Cause they were just having a conversation. It felt like we was all just chilling on the couch or something, listening to them talk or something like that. And it was super chill, and I, and I loved it. So whatever you do, I, I, I know it's going to be good, especially when you do your solo thing. Um, so it, shout man. out to you, man. That, that, that was good stuff. I always appreciate uh, one when, when there's, there can be a level of professionalism and that's cool. That's great. But I, I just appreciate when people just real with it, man. 
So I you ain't got to talk all proper and stuff like that. You just mm-hmm. be real with it. I, I always love that, man. So those are some of my favorite uh, people to listen to and some of my favorite conversations uh, to listen to because it's real. It's real. But um, for, for us, uh, again, the, the channel is Engraving Vids. Um, the, the YouTube channel, Twitter, uh, Instagram, everything the same. It's all Engraving Vids, one word. Uh, and we, we talk about Ravens um, literally every single day. Uh, and we'll talk about some other stuff that goes on in the NFL. It's very, um, very uh, engaging. Um, and I try to make that because that's, that's very important to me that people that watch the channel, they know that they are part of the channel. Uh, and they know that, that they are the channel. That's why it's team keep it clean. It's not me. It's team uh, keep it clean. So everybody, um, they, we have a, a segment called questions from subscribers um, where people will send in questions about whether it be the Ravens or whether it be about something else. And uh, we'll talk about it. Um, I a lot of times I, I think that something's going to happen and I let it be known. Hey, I think this is going to happen with the Ravens or such and such. Sometimes it does happen. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Uh, we get stuff wrong on there a lot. Uh, but again, we have fun in the process. Uh, we try not to take ourselves or really anything that's going on uh, with the NFL too seriously. Uh, we do know that it's entertainment. It's fun. Um, but we, again, it, and it's, it's, it's too many serious things that actually happen in life to be taking the NFL so serious and be all angry and uh, doing all that stuff. It, it's just, it ain't worth it. But um. Yeah, man, subscribe uh, if, if you would like to. If a Bills fans come through, we usually do live streams during every Ravens game. Uh, we've been able to do every one so far this year. We won't be able to do every single one this year, but we do what we can. But, again, it, it's just content every single day. And it, I don't know why I say that word because I hate that word, content. It's videos every single day. <laughs> um, so I, I appreciate anybody that stops by, even if it's not for you. Even if you come through and you watch a video and be like, hey, you know what, this is not for me. I still appreciate your time regardless. Um, as far as this game, I, I have been so back and forth with this game. Er, initially, I was like, man, I, I don't see Ravens winning. Um, after I watched the Ravens in week one, two, and three, uh, then watched the Bills in week one, two, and three, I'm like, ah, oh, no, I, I don't see Ravens winning. Then I was thinking about the injuries that the Bills got uh, in their secondary and I was thinking, well, okay, well, maybe uh, Ravens could win this thing. Ravens at the crib, so they may have a home field advantage. They may get a little bit of home cooking. We'll see what the ref's looking like that day. Um, mm, I'm still, like, very uh, back and forth on it. Uh, I guess I'll go 42-40 Ravens, but I'm, like, I'm, like, 55% sure on that. I'm like 55%, not even 55, man. I feel like I'm almost Ray Lewis, like 52% sure or something <laughs> like that. And the other 48 is Bills. I just I just feel so like conflicted about this game. Man. I, I just, I do not know. Obviously, I don't know who's going to win, but I, I don't even know who to pick for the game, man. Lamar been going off doing this thing. Um, so the, off, the offense I ain't worried about, but it's just that defense, man. Uh, and it's like you, you think about games from two weeks ago with the, against the Miami Dolphins. Ravens put up, what, 38 points, I think, and they lost at the crib in a home opener against mm-hmm. two of them. So I'm like, come on. And no, no disrespect to Tua. He went out there and did his thing. And shout out to, of course, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. But um, just thinking about it being Josh Allen now. Like, Josh Allen ain't Tua, man. And uh, yeah. so it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's, I, I, I'm going to go 42-40. Um, but uh, it's it's not with much confidence that that forty two forty is the uh, I, not with much confidence that I, I I'm picking a winner. So I just 
I honestly just really don't know. But hopefully it's a good game. Hopefully the Ravens win. Uh, but it, it should be a really, really good game against two really good teams, uh, two really good quarterbacks. I know the quarterbacks don't go head to head, but it's more fun to say it that right. way. Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. I love that. Um, so, yeah, may the uh, may the best team that Sunday win. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? In the comments, they're reminding us it's supposed to be a very wet day. It's supposed to rain. Oh. Um, so I think that's obviously going to have a factor on some things. I'm, I'm going to be a little more modest in my score prediction than, than the two of you. I think it's still going to be a pretty decent scoring game, but I think it's going to be like 31 28 something like that i'm gonna go buffalo the reason why i'm gonna obviously go buffalo but i mean the reason why i'm thinking the bills come out on top is is really what it comes down to what you said about your secondary i think that you know just depending on how that goes i, I just think um and really it's a coin flip because i could say if whoever gets the ball last is where i'm going honestly because because i've seen lamar do some good things in the fourth quarter i've seen mm -hmm. josh do some things in the fourth quarter so um whoever Whoever has that ball last, I think is going to do it. But I'm going to go with the Bills. I think I think our defensive secondary, even with the injuries, I think those guys are better than a lot of people give credit for. Jaquan Johnson, dude is a stud. And he. the only reason why he didn't get the time is because he was playing behind Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Like he could literally start on other teams. So uh, I, I still think that I still think it's going to be OK. But I, I grin. I think I think Lamar is going he's going to do it, man. He's really going he's going to put on the game. So, ladies and gentlemen, y'all know how to do it over here with the code of conduct. Buffalo Rumblings Podcast and Vidcast Network. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, y'all stay positive and test negative. Go Bills. Code of conduct.